it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Here they come on third and five. Wilson, boy, somehow escapes. He's going to run for it. Plenty of green grass. Wilson stays in bounds. He's still going. And he's in. Touchdown. Zach Wilson pulling a magic trick. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore. The 20, the 10, the 5. Touchdown. Two minutes. Sauce Gardner coming in hot. Garrett Wilson, here he goes. Goodbye and hello Enzo. And Dyke swarmed, swallowed, and sacked. Guess who? You only got one guess. Jermaine Johnson. Here's Brees Hall looking for history. Hall with his 24th straight game with a rushing touchdown into the NCAA record books. Listen. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it is time to talk about the film from the Jets' defeat against the New England Patriots 22-17 this past week at MetLife Stadium. So we bring in our friend who does all the film over at jetsxfactor.com. Blewitz Blitz is the name of his video show. He does 11-hour and 55-minute film breakdowns. I said 12 hours the last time that I brought you up. Corrected by Robbie Sabo. We have to be accurate. It's 11 hours and 55 minutes. Joe Blewett. Joe, thanks for coming on the show, brother. I appreciate you having me on. Uh, I will continue to do the 11-hour film reviews. I think I'm going to throw some shorter ones in there as well to be more digestible. Um, but a little sneak preview. We're doing this past 3 o'clock in the morning. So just a dedication that both you and I have to the podcasting and Jets world um, should not go unnoticed. Some might say dedication. Some might say mental illness. I guess it really depends on your perspective on this. But let's start with the most important player on the Jets and the one that's been getting talked about the most, and that is Zach Wilson. As the meme goes, and this originally came from the TV show Mad Men, not great, Bob. Yeah, uh, this was regression from the end of of 2021 for, for Zach Wilson, where he was playing with guys you know, like Tyreek Black and Jeff Smith and whoever else was out there, um, where his mental processing was, was on point. He didn't necessarily have the playmakers to, um, to make a play. And in the last couple of games, it seems like he just didn't want 
or he was he was he almost had to see it open completely before he would throw the ball, where he's afraid to make a mistake. And in this game, like you talked about boring football and not wanting to necessarily play boring football, not not verbatim, but it's kind of what he said. And he's making it boring on himself. Like he's he's the guy who's not taking his first read when it's there. Um, and then having to roll out of the pocket and and chuck a ball away or not away and into Devin McCourty's hands on the sideline. Uh, it, it wasn't good. Um, obviously, that that ball you got to throw it thirty yards out of bounds. You know, fifteen throw, whatever you got to do. Um, the play where he's rolling out and he chucks up to Uzama or or, uh, or Conklin when there's three guys around him um, was terrible. And the throw to Ty Johnson, like it was similar to the play where we saw the we saw the, I believe it was against the Broncos where you have Uzama on a wide cross and he's wide open. That's his first first read and. <clears throat> Instead of stepping up into the pocket, taking a hit and throwing a ball, he tries to fade backwards. He overthrows him. Same thing with Ty Johnson. You know, he's 10-3. You're driving. They're near the 50-ish yard line. And he's he's open on a, on a drag route for what should be a first down. I believe it's like third and four, third and five. And instead of stepping into it, you know, throwing the ball um, with proper mechanics, he, he fades away and obviously chucks it over his head into easy interception for whoever picked that ball off. Um, so he, he really struggled from both a mechanical aspect because his feet have been very, very bad this season, um, just in terms of like locking that front foot out, um, not allowing his hips to rotate through his front foot, not being pointed, his back foot, uh, rotating inwards and kicking inside and locking out that front leg instead of stepping over it. Like there's, there's bad mechanical things, his, his mental processing in this game. And even in past games, you know, again, I know he won the game, but wins aren't a, a QB stat to me. I agree with that sentiment. Um, he's been struggling mightily. And in this game, you know, he, he followed up, you know, some bad mental processing, but it also showed in the stat sheet with uh, some, some interceptions from not seeing, you know, uh, Conklin on, a, on an open um, snag route across the middle that could have gained a few yards. Multiple plays where it's second and 10, he has a guy for four, five, six yards, but instead he wants to make the big play, doesn't take it. Either wants to make the big play or just is not confident in his eyes. You have the play where it's, I believe it was fourth and five from like the 35, 40 yard line, wherever it was. And you have uh, Conklin streaking up. He's on, a, he's on a seam route in the middle. And, yeah, there's some pressure from Wilson's left side. But he has enough time to either, you know, have a conflict climb where he's going to slide a little bit in the pocket, step up, deliver the ball. Or there is, you know, 10, 15 yards of green grass in front of him could have easily scrambled for a first down. What does he do? He gets bumped by the, by the left tackle. He's getting bull rushed <clears throat> um, into his lap. And he kind of sprints forward and chucks the ball up, you know, a couple yards over Conklin's head. So, he struggled from not only the interceptions, but from a mental a mental processing standpoint um, for a lot of the game. There was a nice throw or two in that game, but they're all obviously erased by the by the three interceptions and plenty of other uh, really bad plays. Even early in the game, like he has Mims up the deep uh, deep uh, up the left sideline, and he throws it too far out of bounds and floats the ball up there, where Mims has some room uh, vertically on on the corner. So uh, this was this is just as bad as the bad we've seen in in twenty twenty one. And if he wants to be the Jets quarterback in, in, uh, in the future, um, he can't have many more uh, of, of these games. He needs to uh, build on what he did in the end of 2021, and he really hasn't done that this year so far, which is uh, discouraging, to say the least. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. One Wilson struggling, another one prospering. Garrett Wilson had a big game against the New England Patriots, and if you think he's going to have another big game this Sunday against the Buffalo Bills, you might want to go over to prizepicks.com and wager that he's going to do better than his prize picks projection. Remember, when you go to prizepicks.com, you pick two to five players, and if they do better or worse than their prize picks projection, depending on whether you pick them to do better or worse, you can win up to 10 times the amount of money you put in. You can get in on football, baseball, basketball, whatever it is you want. It's all there for you, prizepicks.com. You're not going up against anybody else, just the prize picks player projection. Use the promo code PLAJ when you sign up, and you can get yourself your first deposit matched up to 100 bucks. So if you put in 100 bucks, they'll match you 100 bucks. Put in 50 bucks, they'll match you 50 bucks. Just use the promo code PLAJ and they will match your first deposit up to 100 bucks over at prizepicks.com. So Joe Garrett Wilson, the big offensive star in this game, over 100 yards, he got rookie of the week. It seems like that belongs to the Jets more or less every single week. What did you see from Garrett Wilson on film? Uh, yeah, he's like so like unorthodoxly un- like athletic. It's like weird how he moves, but he's very explosive. Um, a good game, obviously. You have the one play where Zach Wilson, you know, has has a an interception. He's shrieking up the sideline uh, for what should be a pretty big gain um, for him. Unfortunately, Zach Wilson does not see him, does not ever really look at him, which is kind of unfortunate because uh, he was open enough that that Zach Wilson should, should at least peek with him and you know do some Zach Wilson Tennessee Titans. Uh, magic and point him to the sideline because he was, you know, he, he was open enough for him to run the sideline, which he did. And Zach Wilson, again, just didn't look. That was unfortunate. Um, you have the third down conversion. I forget exactly how long it was, but the third down conversion where uh, Garrett Wilson does a really good job getting outside leverage on an out, on a, on a, um, on an out route. He does a good job holding his line, just fighting back into the corner. Um, as he fights back into the corner, uh, he, has an ex- he has an explosive break step. Um, to get outside and and that explosive break step, you know he's he's kind of just throwing himself really forward uh, with a lot of forward momentum. And while it's not necessarily conducive to the best break, it also shows the kind of that that flash of uh, well, I guess the Jets wearing black, the, that flash of black vertically. 
which gets the corner to open up his hips a little bit. He uh, he breaks out towards the sideline. Zach Wilson puts the ball a little bit behind him, and he does a really good job high pointing the ball, uh, coming back to the ball, attacking it, and then ripping it away. Um, you know, not not away necessarily the defender had it, but away from where where he is near. Um, so to to ensure that he that he can make the catch. So that was obviously a good play. And then he had that that pop pass where it, it works like a jet sweep, but it, it's a pop pass that actually counts for Zach Wilson's stats. Um, where he does a good job, kind of just kind of semi outside a little bit, getting the, getting the defenders to widen, uh, breaks it vertically, and then one of the safeties was going to tackle him. He does a good job, uh, just just juking him with again that that explosion, that unorthodox uh, explosion that he has. So a uh, good game from Garrett Wilson, and you obviously had the the out and up, which he does a really good job. I forget exactly what the coverage was. It might have been it might have been a two or a three, um, but you have you have a you have a curl the flat defender right there. Who doesn't have anything occupied underneath of him? So he's getting some, he's getting some ground vertically, um, just to try to match anything underneath because there is no again threat occupying him. There's no like three breaking up to the flat or anything like that. And it, he's looking at Garrett, Garrett Wilson's eyes, and Garrett Wilson does a really good job on the out and up, selling the out portion of the route where he looks back to the quarterback, and you notice when he looks back to the quarterback, so does the defender, and that gets the defender to look back at the quarterback, which gets the defender not to see Garrett Wilson. Um, breaking back vertically up up the uh, up the sideline, so really good job selling his route, which which obviously won him that route. He might have won regardless, but he he made it a lot easier for himself. And maybe Zach Wilson could have put it, you know, uh, let him vertically to the outside a little bit more. He might have been running in for a touchdown, but at the end of the day, he's making you know a, a 45, 50 yard throw on the run, and he puts it on his body. So I can't, I'm not going to crush Zach Wilson uh, for that one. So really good game for Garrett Wilson. We hope he continues to show up because. Uh, after that Browns game, you know, people are out there buying Garrett Wilson jerseys and all this stuff. And over the last couple of weeks, you know, he's, he's while Zach Wilson has struggled, he's also struggled in his own, in his own aspects, you know, dropping the ball, not running routes past the sticks, um, running routes more towards the sticks on third, uh, third or fourth down. And then, and then as he's fighting back for the ball, obviously taking himself short of the sticks when he catches the ball. So um, Garrett Wilson has had his flaws as well with drops in some of the route running aspects, but um, overall, uh, I I think the Jets should be targeting this guy more, and I, I think he's you know right now with him and Olave, um, he's one of the better rookie receivers. So uh, hope we we hope that he continues the the ascension upward because obviously he's a big part of the Jets' future moving forward. Joe, any other observations on the offensive side of the ball? Maybe the offensive line. I know they struggled against the Patriots. What'd you see from the running game? James Robinson getting a couple of carries in his Jets debut. What'd you think? Yeah, the running game was like pretty pretty generic. Like, it, there's not there was nothing on doing my film review. Like, I, I feel like I really had to highlight any 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 running backs, bad play, good play. Like, there was a you know there was a good player too by Michael Carter. Michael Carter on a I, I think is an outside zone to the left, where does a really good job kind of kind of reading the defensive line. He read the D tackle, D tackle um, stayed inside. He got to the outside of the D tackle. He presses a little bit up um, in the in the B or the C gap. Uh, two defenders to the outside. Um, start to close in on the C gap, and then he bounces around to the outside, picks up you know a good chunk gain. So uh, Michael Carter did did what we expect him to do. He's he's solid, but not great. You know, he doesn't have that explosion like um, a Brees Hall has, obviously. And then James Robinson was kind of just like, for for lack of a better term, like chalk. Uh, the the offensive line, what it, it it wasn't good. You know, now people will blame the offensive line a lot for Zach Wilson's struggles, and 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 the offensive line has not been great. But he's also creating his own pressure. Like we have to be honest about that. Uh, Dwayne Brown minus the first couple of solid weeks when he came back into the lineup has been pretty bad. Um, this game gave up uh, a couple of pressures and maybe even a sack to, to Judon where he 
And this is a problem in his Seattle film. His, his third or fourth step in his set is way too big. And I saw it all the time in that Seattle film, and I showed up this game again. If, if you can if you can almost set him up one, two, three steps, three step, third step to, to, to that right foot and break inside on Dwayne Brown, that his his set his uh his third or fourth step to match that step for the defensive lineman is always almost too big. And guys will beat him either with power or to the inside. Jugon did that. So it was something that just based on film studies, I think defensive linemen should be doing him uh, to him a lot more than something I pointed out in, in his review. Um, so he struggled in this game in pass protection. Lakin Thomason, overall numbers standpoint, I think he did well. Like he had you know zero pressures or whatever, but uh, he also gave up a pressure. Um, I forget exactly what the play was. I don't think it was a pick or a sack. The Zachals had to throw the ball away. Or it might have been the play actually where I think it was Conklin on the sideline early in the game. Um, where he breaks a few tackles, but Lake and Tomlinson, just in terms of like him knowing uh, his the the, the the pass for not the pass formation, but knowing his assignment, whether it be you know a half slide or a man or or man situation, um, he oversets guys consistently. Uh, there was one the end outside or one threat outside of Dwayne Brown, and he shuffles outside almost like there's two or three guys out there, and he really has to rush to get outside. Um, he oversets and he allows a pressure. Um, to the inside on Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson has to obviously, you know, scramble, avoid it. And I, again, I think that's a play to hit Conklin. I could be wrong. He just, or, or he just threw it away. Um, but Lincoln Tomlinson is becoming very frustrating. Like he had a game or two, uh, or the start of the season, he was terrible. Then he had a game or two at some point, you know, weeks five, six, seven, whatever it was, um, where he was okay. But the last two games, he's been bad. And I know this game, his numbers weren't technically like air quotes as bad. Um, but his his lack of understanding uh, of of scheme and and how to assist his left tackle and center around him has been extremely frustrating, especially considering the Jets can cut him next year, yeah, and save eight million ish dollars. But they also incur like eight million dollar cap hits. So you're paying an eight million dollars to be on the, not be on the team, which I don't think is going to happen. So he's going to be here at least next year, and he's been severely disappointing off the contract they gave him, which I always thought was an overpay. Um, but I guess he's consistent on the field, so that's I guess a good thing. But uh, from that aspect, he was disappointing. Connor McGovern, kind of chalk. Uh, Herbig's been—he's been kind of what you expected. Like he's—I think he's a very good backup, but like a bad starter um, to like a slightly below-average starter. And there's no plays that are really popping up in my head that were that were overly bad or overly good for 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 Herbig. So kind of his his chalk like below-average type game. Uh, he'll get bull rushed a little bit. He has a really good anchor, but he gives up his chest too much. Just uh, and so he'll get he'll get blown back a, couple, a few steps. But he's always able to re-anchor, but. If he had better hand placement um, and better hand, hand carriage, he could definitely be um, better in terms of not kind of pushing the pocket. And then Ugbui was was bad this game. Um, he's he's not very good. <laughs> uh, as simple as that. His his pass sets aren't good. Um, the the way he he carries his feet with his punch is not good. He let multiple pressures. With that also being said, the way that Zach Wilson pass sets or the way he takes his drops and and, and the way he scrambles out too soon is also not going to be. Favorable for the offense in terms of numbers. Um, other than that, from from the the offense, uh, obviously Conklin had had a good game. He had the play, obviously, where he um, catches the ball, breaks multiple Patriots tackles. We love that. We also hear, I think it was a quote. I don't know if it was an interview, Jets podcast, whatever it was. But I saw on Twitter where he's talking about like he feels a hate for the Patriots now too, where he understands it, which is great because we all hate the Patriots as well. So um, welcome to the club. So he had a nice uh, catch there. He also um, had the touchdown where he runs a really nice out route. 
in terms of just getting outside leverage again, kind of similar to Garrett Wilson holding his line, um, doing really well to to uh, to break on a speed out. It's it's not rounded. Catch the uh, come back to the ball, catch the ball in, in, in traffic, which was nice. And then obviously the last touchdown of the game was very nice, just in terms of uh, getting getting on top of his his defender, um, stacking him. Uh, to threaten a two-way go. Obviously, if you're breaking inside, you don't want a guy necessarily inside on you. So he does a good job in stacking, getting vertical on him. And then he, and then what he did all in his, his Viking film, and he's been doing it um, a little bit less frequently with the Jets because he's not as targeted as much, so you don't notice it. But he's really, really good, whether he be underneath the defender or over top of the defender, throwing uh, rocker steps, which is it's it's basically just, okay, you're going you're gonna to break to the to the inside. So you're going to break off your right foot, but he throws he throws like a left a left. Uh, it, it almost looks like a break step to the defender, but it really works like as a, as a stop step. So he slows himself down with what the defender thinks is an outside break. The defender um, leans to the outside or anticipates the outside move, and then he then uh, he then breaks to the inside off the right foot, and he pairs that with the head fake. Um, so he did that for his touchdown, which I refer to as a rocker step, which I go over a lot on film. So really good job by him with the rocker step, stacking vertically, getting a touchdown. Um, so hell of a game from him. Uh, quickly for the receivers, nothing else past that. Uh, well, Mims obviously had a nice catch over the middle, which looked exactly Wilson put a little bit in front of him. But if you actually watch, Denzel Mims slows down a little bit. So a little bit of miscommunication there, feel thing. Um, but Mims does a good job catching the ball that was a little bit outside of his frame. And then obviously you have him at towards the end of the game run a, you know, a deep stop, um, sit, curl, whatever we're going to call it, um, catches the ball lowers his helmet, breaks, you know, shoulders a, a, a DB, breaks that tackle, and then breaks another arm tackle or two and runs for, you know, whatever it was about, you know, I, I don't know, 40, 50-ish yards. So, um, you know, air quotes, breakout game for Mims, and it's nice to hear Salah come out after the game or at least this week. It wasn't directly after the game, I don't think, but come out and say that Mims has a role in this offense even when – uh, Corey Davis is back, which is obviously nice for us, Scott, because, you know, at a certain point in his rookie year, we thought, okay, you know, starting level receiver, number one or two, maybe number three. But now if, if, you, if you can get Mims to be a good number three or four, however you quantify that, uh, that's a hit. You know, not necessarily for his draft slot, but our expectations of him, you know, year two and three, if he can continue to produce, awesome. Especially in this offense where, you know, yeah, he has the, he has the deep threat ability just because of his size and his ability to catch balls outside of his frame, but He's also hell of a blocker, and in this offense, you know, obviously he's not getting offensive pass interference for blocking early, but not, you know, uh, minus that, he's wide here blocking in this outside zone scheme for the Jets and all the all the crack tosses and things they do sweeps. Um, it's it's a big part of the offense, um, so it's another little added wrinkle to have Mims in there. So um, good game for him. Uh, past that, not much for the receivers. Obviously, Elijah Moore getting ten snaps. Obviously, not ideal. Like. Discipline him or not, it's kind of odd situation where you obviously want him to play more reps. So you're missing some some key guys on offense: Corey Davis, ABT, Brees Hall, etc. But that's a story for a different day. And then past that, Barrios, you know, for call it kind of lumping him in and special teams in uh, to to his performance overall. Not a good game for Barrios, uh, you know, with his returns. And then there was one out route later in the game where it looked like he was pretty clearly held by his arm, and they didn't call it because why? Uh, they're the Pats for the Jets. We don't get calls. And I hate to blame them for the refs, but this game, there were some egregious ones I didn't call. That one, Judon one, which we've been talking about maybe later. Um, but nonetheless, uh, I guess that's it from the offense on the top of my head. 
Joe, defensive side of the ball. The big stars in this game, no big surprise because they've been the stars in pretty much every game for the Jets. Quinn and Williams, who just won AFC Defensive Player of the Month, and the two cornerbacks, Sauce Gardner and DJ Reed. Uh, yeah, so for those those guys specifically, um, Quinn and Williams has been dominant. Dude. Like he's, this is why you called me when I was in Canada walking back from my <laughs> engagement night dinner and we were screaming on the phone when we drafted him because this is what we expected of Quinn and Williams. Like he's, you know, year one, great. Year two, he looked to raise his game up a, a little bit more. Year three was extremely disappointing. But this year four, this is what Q is. Like this is exactly what we expected. And he's like, so much more decisive with himself, and, and he's so much more like forceful with his power. It's it's so, so nice to see um, that he's like confident in himself and not kind of trying to react to guys that he's dictating to to blockers. And and that's to me like one of the biggest reasons he's really um, taking off. So obviously, you had a, you had a few run stuffs from him. You you had the, the sack, just for lack of a better term, and, and excuse my French, but just shit whipping. Cole Strange was was nice to see. Um, so so Q dominated. Uh, rest of the defensive line, you know, obviously JFM had a sack and then a, a, a stupid penalty. Like, regardless of what we think about the actual rule, when you take a step and a half and you lunge towards a guy, um, it's, it's going to be a penalty, especially for the Pats. Like, you just got to recognize that. And that's multiple, you know, personal fouls by JFM um, this year that, that obviously Bengals, you know, third down, they don't convert. Penalty JFM. This game, 17-3, to three, you know, me and Kyle Smith are chest bumping, hugging, screaming. And Kyle's like, yo, there's a flag. It's like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> so JFM has to get his head out of his ass with that stuff. Like, I, I get it. It's soft, but it's the NFL nowadays. So extremely disappointing. So that kind of erases out his sack. Even if he got three sacks, that penalty kind of erases, erases them all. Um, I guess I'll continue with the D-line since I already took it there. You asked me about three players, but I'm going to continue with the defensive line, get to the quarters, and we can finish out the rest, I guess. Um <laughs> Rankin's kind of more quiet this game. Nice, nice. Uh, he had a nice run stuff or could have went for a lot more, but he did a really good job recognizing a down block. A down block plus a pull, puller away from that down block usually means, okay, the run's going away from uh, or, or away from the, the direction the down block is coming from. So good job by him there. Um, stuffing that run. Um, Huff had a few pressures. Huff is – it's going to be a really interesting situation with Huff because he's very, very, very productive when he's in the game. So are the Jets going to try to pay him as, you know, a guy who's only seeing, I don't know the snap percentages are, 25, 30, 35% of the snaps? Or, smartly, is Huff's camp going to say, well, yeah, you're paying, you're, you're playing us 20, 30% of the snaps, let's say, you know, kind of a roundabout number. But we feel like we could, we could play 65, 70% of the snaps, so pay us like that. It's going to be really, really interesting to see if the Jets are able to retain Huff, but he had another good game, a um, couple of pressures. I don't think he got a sack. Uh, past that, a guy who people are not going to give his credit, but it's kind of what like if you're doing the film work, you're gonna you're gonna see you're gonna notice and guys, even if we think they're bad players, deserve their their credit sometimes. Nathan Shepard's been playing better the last couple of weeks, which you'd never expect, but he had a huge run stuff where he just destroyed the tag, uh, the guard I believe in front of him. Um, just does a really good job with power. You know, there's a reason at first we called him Canadian Thanos, <laughs> which he hasn't necessarily lived up to. Um, but really good job uh, with, with power uh, just in terms of getting inside of the guard's chest as the guard of the center um, extension kind of peaks inside on a inside zone. I believe it was um, the running back uh, commits to the opposite side that he kind of stacked himself towards and he uh, sheds uh, makes a tackle 
um, there. I believe it was on a third and two, actually. So, and, and if he wasn't there, they would have converted. So he stuffed the third and two just individually by himself. And then he also had a sack where it wasn't the cleanest, cleanest or sexiest sack in terms of like setting himself up, painting his feet with his hands, you know, double swipe, you know, rip, like all that stuff. It was pretty much, you know, he sees an opening in the A gap. Uh, the opening in the A gap isn't really there because the, the, there's a slide towards the sides. He gets picked up by the center. He gets caught in the chest. But that turns into him just using good core power, um, eventually um, getting two hands into the chest and just bull. Uh, I think it's a bull jerk um, on the on the center and then getting the sack. So uh, that's a guy who people aren't going to point out, but Nathan Shepard's actually been playing better um, as of as of recent. And that's the D-line. You asked me about the corners initially, and I took it a completely different direction. So the corners, um, Sauce, you pretty much didn't notice him in this game, which was great. The only thing I will say um, was, you know, minus the coverage aspect, the, the, the play that they ran that quick smoke route um, when the, the, the Patriots were backed up, um, like, inside their own 10-yard line, I believe. It looks to me, that's something I can't guarantee because, you know, I, I can't necessarily know what happens. Um, but based on what I've watched and just watching, you know, what I do, um, it looks like Sauce is backing off on that play. And then Mac Jones looks to the receiver's side, which I believe is Jacoby Myers. He gives him a little, like, like almost like head nod. Like, you know, you're walking past somebody you really don't like, but you kind of got to say hi, like that little, like, the little nod. It looks like they, they, they have that communication between Jacoby Myers and uh, Mac Jones, and maybe, like, that's that, that's the, like, kind of audible to run a smoke because they're just trying to pick up an easy five, six yards on Sauce right there. And Sauce, as he's backing up, notices that head motion, and then he starts to work towards Jacoby Myers before the ball is even snapped. So he closes ground from 10 yards to about six when the ball is snapped. And then he makes the uh, the tackle on Jacoby Myers for, for no gain. So really nice recognition from there. I think he notices that the smoke is coming. So hell of a job by Sauce. Um, overall, pretty quiet from that point on, which is which is pretty good. Um, and DJ Reed, I would say, uh, you know, I would say that this game he struggled a little bit more. Like, And, and it's not something that you're going to notice because the stats weren't there. Um, he had a play where he closed ground on the edge on a, on a I believe it was a duo run. Um, he doesn't close enough ground, and he, and he lets the, um, the the running back, which I believe was Ramon J. Stevenson, break a pretty big gain because he, he tries to arm tackle instead of truly getting into a form tackle. So not a good play from him there. And there was also another play, which I believe it was a sack, but um, DJ Reed has been great this year. Like, don't get me wrong. Um, he has a little bit of trouble sometimes letting guys get vertical on him. And whether that be when he man turns and flips his hips towards the sideline, like opens up towards the sideline, and he gives guys too much space horizontally, and it allows guys to have that horizontal separation to then obviously turn that into a vertical separation as they cross his plane. Um, and then there's times where he bails too much, or, or he's bailing. He looks at the quarterback's eyes, the quarterback, and he's focused on the quarterback. He lets the receivers work into his blind spot, and guys get vertical on him. And there's a play in this game where he man turns, um, but he al- allows the guy just way too much of that horizontal separation. Uh, and he is shrieking up, not necessarily up the sideline like wide open, but it gives him a good a good yard or two where if Mac Jones was separated or, or was just focused on that solely, if he leads the receiver well, it's probably a touchdown. So uh, there's a play or two in the run game in this game that from DJ Reed that I think he'd want back. And in that play, again, wasn't targeted, but processors are results of processors are good. So I think DJ Reed was struggled a little bit more in this game than we've seen in the past. But overall, you know, obviously the stats aren't going to say that, that that he got beat or anything like that. So it looks like a good game. But I'll just be cautious uh, about DJ Reed on some of these uh, – on getting beat vertically at times versus good quarterbacks. We saw it versus Aaron Rodgers. Uh, obviously, Rodgers had to throw a perfect ball. But 
he's going to beat a time or two uh, vertically where I don't want to see it. Um, and I think that he fixed that up with his technique a little bit. But then he also had a really nice play. Um, I believe it was on a slant route where he does a really good job staying square, staying balanced, you know, um, you know, uh, knees over toes, you know, shoulders over knees, uh, staying with good forward lean. He sees the break inside, reacts to the break inside, uh, doesn't, doesn't, you know, kind of chase the receiver. He gets on the upfield hip, uh, wrap, wraps up the field hip, and he goes to play the ball with his um, with his backside hand. He he does play the ball, I believe. I don't know if he was chalked up with a, with the PD or not, but um, because the the ball was thrown poorly behind the receiver, but nonetheless, good play there. So I think more of like an averageish game for, for Reed, you know, at least up to our standards. Good game from Sauce, and then again, the D line uh, kind of wrapped it up there. So sorry for taking a different direction, but it is what it is. You, you know what it is at this point, Scott. <laughs> well, the good thing is I don't have to ask any more questions about the defense because you pretty much covered everything. Joe Blewett, the host yeah. of Blewett's Blitz over at JetsXFactor.com. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming on and breaking down the film from the Jets' defeat at the hands of the New England Patriots in week number eight with me. Really appreciate it. Make sure you check out everything Joe's doing on Blewett's Blitz over at JetsXFactor.com. And follow him on Twitter at JoeRB31. Check out everything we're doing over at PlayLikeAJet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. The Thunder from Down Under, Luke Grant, has got some fantastic All-22 breakdowns up there right now. Watch our videos. Subscribe if you haven't already. YouTube.com slash PlayLikeAJet. Visit our store, TeePublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt. The Zach Says Go Long shirt. The Zach the Ripper shirt. The Play Like a Jet logo shirt. Caps, mugs, hoodies. It's all there. TeePublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time. Doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcast and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and PlayLikeAJet.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power. Loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.